turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Good day. Let's get you to retirement if we can. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about on this show. Money, investing, retirement, insurance. When will this market crash? Got an email last week. Someone said, I sold last year when the market was up. I think I made a mistake. What should I do? Well, if you listen to the show, I never sell everything. So i already given you my advice. And at this point in time, it's tough to say what you should do. You're in a dilemma because we are due for a correction. If that would happen, do you panic and do it again? I'm not emotional. You are. This is an earnings season. It happens four times per year. J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, PNC, BlackRock all kicked off the fourth quarter earnings season with mostly better than expected results on Friday. Today we got Citigroup doing basically the same thing. Taking a lot of charges right now because they used to hide um, some of their earnings and tax credits take a lot of charges now so that in the future their tax rate will go from that 35% down to 21%. Bank of America, Charles Schwab, Goldman Sachs, U.S. Bank Corp. All going to report on Wednesday. Morgan Stanley and American Express on Thursday. I like the financials and their earnings season and the way they kick off. But Yahoo is no more. Dun, dun, dun. They're done and finished. Um, United Health. They reported below consensus earnings this morning. As we see Obamacare get slowly repealed piece by piece or broken up or deregulated, uh, we'll see how that plays off into the healthcare sector. IBM is going to report on Thursday. They are one of those companies that's a dog. It's been an underperformer for a while and a market that's been an outperformer for a while. General Electric down. They basically had a quarter where they talked about um, throwing the baby in the bathwater. Let's get everything we can get rid of. And if it holds 18, it becomes very attractive. And it's currently about $18.24 a share. Um, investors gave up on it last quarter when they threw in the baby with the bathwater. Sometimes, you know, lifetime investors sold at 52-week lows. Um, so the new crop of investors are typically at a gain in adding to their positions. Today we got a little bit of economic data from the Empire State Manufacturing Index for January. It declined. Not a lot there to get upset about. Oil sits at $64 a barrel. Does oil go to 50 or does oil go to 80? A lot of people think it's going to 80, and that's why the oil stocks like ExxonMobil and Chevron Texaco have been doing so well. Oil going higher is also one of those economic tells when you look at how the market does. And, uh, you know, what you ultimately have is if we're consuming oil, the, the takeaway most people get is we're doing economic activity. And if we're doing economic activity, the markets are moving higher. It doesn't always work that clean cut, that crisp, that nice way, 
but for now we go through it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Dow 26,000. That didn't take long. January 4th, I gave you Dow 25,000. Just a few weeks later, Dow 26,000. S&P 500, NASDAQ also hitting record highs. It's not always going to be this good. But hell yeah, I'm going to look at my 401k today and go, woo! I'm going to look at my net worth and go, woo! And, uh... Know, and know that we can get back there if we slip. That which is lost can always be found. The number of days it took for the Dow to rise, you know, a thousand points is pretty crazy. Um, thousand point moves. This was a fast one. This was the fastest one on record. That's pretty ludicrous. So, in previous years... 1,000-point move was on the Dow. Uh, 35 was the second slowest time. This is 12 calendar days. Uh, and then you get into numbers like 43, 154, 173, 198, 700 days. Four day, uh, 14 days, 12 days, two weeks. Whoa. And uh, it's funny because do you remember when President Donald Trump was running for president? He went way out of his way to say stock market was in a bubble. Now he's going way out of his way to say, look at all the records. Look at them since I've taken office. You shouldn't be able to have it both ways, but in this day and age, why not? Why not? If you're going to brag about it. This is I a fine-tuned you. machine. It is a fine-tuned machine. I would agree with that on some levels. So um, markets open at a high. We close at a high? I don't care. Ultimately, uh, Let's see, what am I trying to throw at? Ultimately, I'm not in retirement yet, so these are just numbers. They're round, they're fun, they're sexy, they're all that in a bucket of chicken. GMC's 2018 earnings flat, picking up in 2019. Qualcomm's out in the news today in an interesting level. Qualcomm's out there saying that um, uh, our 2018 numbers look pretty good, with or without uh, the merger, with or without being acquired, they don't want to be acquired by Broadcom. Um, so they're working on some issues there, but they're doing the best they can to say, we'll buy back shares. We'll you know, cut costs by a billion plus dollars. We're on it. So that stock's moving higher. So that's good communication with the street. But that's out there in the news today. Bitcoin plunged below 12,000 to hit a six-week low. And it just seems like yesterday when it was going from 8,000 to 10,000 to 12,000 to 14,000 to 18,000 to 20,000, whoops, back down to 12,000. Um, and I've heard financial planners lose their mind and start jumping in as Bitcoin was hitting highs. So, rookie mistakes. Bitcoin plunged to a six-week low after comments from South Korea's finance minister renewed worries about a crackdown in one of the largest markets. Bitcoin lower today. Trading in South Korean won accounted for about 4% of Bitcoin trading volume. Now China's getting in and saying they may uh, pull out. So, and... You're going to have to pay a premium to do your trading. And that's when you pay premiums, you lose value. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. 
Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Dow tops 26,000 for first time as stocks surge. Woo! Now here's a negative. We're in earnings season. We're going to see some revisions out for the year. Qualcomm's a great example of that. They came out today at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time um, with a lot of data for shareholders. And they said, you know, here's how we're going to do better next year. Citibank came out with their earnings. And they said, okay, we're going to take a $22 billion charge. Can you imagine telling the IRS that you want to take a $22 billion charge? Sure. And they're going to make it up in the future because of the federal tax overhaul. And they're pretty confident of it. So that's kind of what's happening right now to get us to Dow 26,000. Now, here's where things can go bad. Because I like to think of how things can go bad. It's, it's in my nature. The government shutdown is looming. And Congress is fighting the president on, you know, do we do DACA now? The deferred action for children, childhood arrivals? Or do we shut down the government? Or do we include it in the deal? Congress has until Friday to pass a funding bill and avoid a government shutdown. I'm not saying that we are going to definitively shut down. That will definitively cause the market to sell off. And then two days later, when we start back up, the market won't look at it as a buying opportunity and jump right back in. At some point in time, we're up 4 to 5% this year in the markets. Basically, all markets were wide. There's a lot of wealth being created. I'm thinking, ooh. Should I sell some and buy a house? Should I sell some and buy a boat? I want a boat. Actually, I want a jet ski. Because when all the polar ice caps melt, I want a jet ski around the world. Woo-hoo! Um, then there's... So, is there's a shutdown? Will that be a cause? Now, on Friday, I joked with my producer. And uh, Donald Trump over the weekend said some disparaging things about some countries around the world. It was an... Ex- Expletive, expletive, expletive. You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> no, sir, I'm not. And I joked with them. I'm like, oh, we got to get the audio of that. And within 20 minutes, my boss was sending a, 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 a note, a memo, if you will, saying you are not entitled. Or no one, no one on this radio station is going to play a dirty word. So just because they're doing it all over TV, and TV was doing it, and they're almost smiling away with it. But the fact that that's turned into another issue, and then there's the payment to a prostitute issue. Did it happen? Did it not? Is she coming out of the woodwork because everyone else is coming out of the woodwork? Are some of these claims true and some of them false? I don't know. Trust me, I'm not in anyone else's bedroom but mine. And mine is like a desert. It's dry. Like the Sahara. No, no, no. It's my- and again, I'm not politically in touch enough to like make any bold claims. I'm not a bold claim kind of guy anymore. I'm moderation in moderation kind of guy. CVS is doing something fantastic. They're banning photo manipulation in beauty brands. I think that's great. I was trying to explain to my son the other day about commercials and marketing. He wants to play professional soccer when he grows up, and he's like, how much do they make? And I'm like, Messi probably makes... 
75, 50 million playing soccer and probably 50 million, 100 million in advertising endorsements. And he's like, what's, what's that? And I was like, I was trying to explain what commercials are. <laughs> and he doesn't get the concept. I'm like, well, if Messi drinks Diet Coke, the Coca-Cola company will pay him money because if you want to grow up to be like Messi, you'll think you have to drink Coke or uh, who's the Taylor Swift, for instance. The fact that she takes money from soda companies uh, makes me crazy. What should be what should be a career of being a role model because you've been so gifted with a voice and so gifted with best-selling albums. Still got to make a little bit more money. Still got to make a little bit more money. Now how about this big find? One of the largest diamonds in world history has been mined in the South African kingdom of Lesotho. I couldn't tell you where that is. The gem is equivalent to 182 grams and roughly the size of two golf balls. It was recovered in Lesotho's historical productive Lessing mine. United Kingdom-based gem diamonds said Monday the stone is believed to be the fifth largest diamond ever recovered in the world. Woo! And uh, I'm a big fan of cubic zirconium. So I don't think... Diamonds are all that in a bucket of chicken. I think they're very pretty. But I think cubic zirconiums are very pretty. So somehow I think wearing like shark's tooth that fell out through dentistry and not through killing the animal. I think that could be kind of cool. Um, one gem with 357 carat uh, sold for $19.3 million. Ooh. Ooh. I know, right? Uh, The gem has little to no nitrogen atoms and is amongst the highest quality and expensive stones in the world. It's a color D. And I I argue that most people can't tell the difference in diamonds. I think cuts, maybe. Oh, so we got that going on right now. Bitcoin's plunging. Do you own Bitcoin? Little Mario monies? Little baby Mario monies? Um... Do I have a little AD? Am I on the spectrum? Because, like, when these sound effects start, I can't almost stop. It's tough for me. Google plans to build three underwater cables to expand its cloud business. Now, I say that because one's going to go from Chile to Los Angeles. One's going to go from the U.S. to Denmark and Ireland. And the third from Hong Kong to Guam. Now, I say this because... Are they too big? Can they really have competition when you can put a cable underwater and have the technology and the money and the audacity to do that? Amazon's up 10 straight days, hitting a record, obviously. Microsoft's, whew, they're rocking. I'm going to give you some tech stocks when we come back. How about that for a promise? I pledge if you listen, I will educate you and drag you to retirement. Kicking and screaming, maybe? Yes. But with love and adoration. Because I love you. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Merck's higher today. Up 5%. That's big news. They announced positive results for its lung cancer drug called Keytruda. 
That doesn't make me want to go out and smoke, but it's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. One analyst is out there today, and this is where it gets kind of crazy. One analyst is saying this is a year away. I kind of agree on that. There's a lot of positives happening with the consumers and having more money to spend. But then again, once we get used to it, that'll be built into the formula, and then we'll start looking at valuations again. Fund managers have reduced cash to the lowest level in five years and are at a two-year high in allocation to stocks. So there's, when there are cuts and we go back from stocks to collecting cash or stocks to collecting bonds as professionals, it's going to be a little bit more momentum because right now there's more skin in the game. But one analyst is saying, you know, it's going to be a smooth ride for the next 12 months. In 2018 alone, exchange-traded funds have raked in more than $16.5 million in fresh cash. Coming in barely two weeks' time, that's well ahead of a $6.5 billion a month pace over the past 12 months. Now, again, a lot of people, you know, max out their 401k early, or they, they make, you know, resolutions to fund their 401k this year versus last year. Investors rate inflation or a bond crash is the biggest market danger for 2018. I don't know. There's My biggest danger has got to be Trump. He considers watching TV to be work. Uh, he said so. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of crazy. Uh, it is what it is, but investors rate inflation or bond crash as, you know, big market danger. I worry about Donald Trump and someone on Fox or someone on CNBC or... MSNBC saying, you know, hey, China's getting the better of the United States. And he goes, not so fast. I'm going to do a trade war with China. Trade war with China. We're not conjoined twins, but we're pretty darn economic conjoined twins with China at this point in time. With their owning our debt and with us wanting to export to them and with us importing from them goods that cost less because of uh, which lowers our inflation in the United States. You know, I hate Christmas now. I know you're saying you hate Christmas. You are the Grinch. No, I hate Christmas and kids. I remember when I was a kid, we got cool, cool toys. Uh, the made in Japan toys just seem a lot better than the made in China toys. Um, I, I Maybe I'm wrong in that memory, but everything feels cheap and plasticky to me at this point in time. So there's some concerns out there. But... Overall, I'm pretty positive. This year's heavy focus on tech is a reflection of what's, why, why fix if it's not broken. Facebook, Apple, Amazon. These are now platforms. These are now big. Um, and like I said, I, I picked up all the Star Wars films on iTunes. After years of playing with Amazon and downloading a video or you know Google's Play Store, and I ain't doing it again. Economic fundamentals are good. One of the reasons 2017 was a good year for the markets was because economies gradually accelerated. The new tax law is going to mess up first quarter earnings announcements to the positive. Expectations are for our GDP to grow about 2.7% this year. That's pretty much so a consensus call. That's pretty good. Uh, when you have GDP growth, 
when you have it go negative for two quarters in a row, you're in a recession. Now, the Fed's going to fight this a little bit because with consumers having more money from the tax plan, they're going to go out and spend more. So if there's 100 widgets made, and last year we only bought 70, and we discounted the last 30 to get them moved, there won't be a discount. There won't be a deflationary play on it this year. Long rates in the U.S. on the 10-year and 30-year are near extraordinarily critical junctures. The 10-year yield has already broken above its long-term downtrend line, which is 2.5%, but it hasn't done it convincingly. The 30-year hasn't broken above its downtrend line, um, about 3%, but it's close. That's when things start moving the other direction, from cheap money to money becoming more expensive. So I think the narrative this year is easy sledding the first six months of the year. And then we start looking at the back end. The U.S. is going to collect about $280 billion less in tax revenue at a time when defense spending is increasing. We want to do more infrastructure build-out. We have off-balance sheet items like student loans. We potentially could be looking at um, problems. You know, a, tr- a $1.2 trillion deficit adds up. So people are getting very used to making money, and that's not a good thing in my world. Now, growth in the workforce has been solid, albeit some of the jobs aren't ideal. I've got a neighbor, um, DJ, and he's got three kids, and his parents lived in the Bay Area, so he's benefited from kind of inheriting well. And he got into construction. And if there's a good job in the Bay Area, it's construction. And after the last couple of years, where there's been a lot of forest fires in the Bay Area, as well as Santa Rosa, as well as uh, Montecito, do you know 101's closed for maybe six weeks in Montecito? And that's a big road that goes from Santa Barbara well, it goes from San Francisco to L.A., right? There's a big neck of it that's closed. And you know what the workaround is? It's a five-hour workaround. That's interesting, to say the least. Since 2010, the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, have contributed 20% to the S&P 500's aggregate revenue growth. Is that too much? I like two Chinese companies that also have dominant platforms similar to Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Netflix, Google, Alibaba, and Tencent. They've got a lot of growth there. Social media and Google foster global information transparency. That's interesting. Amazon's effect on pricing has been deflationary in the United States. And quite frankly, you know, we love it till we hate it, and right now we love it. The idea of not going to a mall is like pretty great. I saw, I have a, a wall jack that got cracked. You know, the little faceplate that goes on top of your electrical outlet? So I got a little janky. And uh, I was like, I got to go to Home Depot or I got to go somewhere to get another one. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I'll just get it on Amazon. Done. It saves me gas, saves me time. Time is money. In the past 10 years, American companies have made an inordinate effort to think about how to move people or structures outside the United States for non-productive purposes to increase earnings per share. 
by moving toward a ter- territorial system of taxation and bringing corporate tax rate in line with the rest of the world, we can get back to having managers focus on productive investments, greater efficiency, value creation. That helps companies who build things. Freeport McMoran Copper is the first one that comes to mind. D.R. Horton, Fabernet, ticker symbol FN. So in the 1970s, Harvard Business School did a case study and they examined Walmart and how the reinvention of the American supply chain helped quell inflation. Walmart really did an amazing thing. They used to fight Kmart back in the 50s and 60s. They were two big rivals, and Kmart's like, we're going to open a flag store in Chicago, and we're going to open a flag store in Dallas. Well, a lot of Americans don't live in major cities. So Kmart was ignoring that fact while Walmart was setting up kind of a spoken hub system of distribution. So it wasn't the managers who would make decisions on what to order. It was the data. So Walmart was one of the very first American companies to really incorporate data into their, their business model. Now, Amazon's taking what Walmart did in efficiency to a whole nother level. It's all very interesting stuff. Um, There's a great book called The Death of Competition, if you want to read a business book. It's set up in chapters like Walmart versus Kmart, um, Intel versus AMD. It's set up to kind of understand the ecology of business. And the chapters are short, so you can get a business lesson every night while you're trying to fall to bed. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I want to join the Lumineers, and I'll just go, Do it! Ophelia. Here's, Here's my big part. So I'm Rob Black. Bitcoin leads cryptocurrency bloodbath. I know. Is it exaggeration? Saying a 15% down move is a bloodbath? It's actually, I think, 18%. Ethereum down 17% today. Ripple. Rip Ripple chips. And onion dip. Down 21% as a currency in a day. Bitcoin Cash down 21%. Cardano down 22%. Litecoin down 15%. Neem down 26%. Man, there's a lot of cryptocurrencies. That's all I got to say about that. CFP Chad Burton does a show here Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And it's a great show. It's very informative. It is so informative that sometimes I'll play the podcast and it puts me right to sleep when I have insomnia. It's that kind of informative. Let's talk a little bit about this here right now with CFP Chad Burton about Roth conversions at this time of the year. Is it a good idea or bad idea? There's two things here, Roth conversions and Roth funding that I want you to start thinking about in the new year. Now, you're, you're you're probably sitting there thinking, why would I do that now? My taxes probably just went up because I'm in California. So now 
my property taxes and state income taxes are limited to $10,000 as a deduction on my federal return, so I'm probably going to pay more in taxes. That is everybody's first instinct. I've talked to so many people that want to move out of the Bay Area now. Just take a second. First of all, don't do anything drastic until there's some clarification. Um, A lot of this stuff in the law is... There's a lot of things that need to be cleared up, right? There's a lot of things. Um, So don't do anything drastic, especially as a business owner yet. But I want you all to look at the second page of the 1040. So if you look at your tax return... The second page of the 1040, line 45, is your AMT tax. If there's a number there that you've been paying for alternative minimum tax, because I would say about 50% of the people don't even look at their tax return. They just talk to their CPA, their tax advisor, and they say, pay this, or you're going to get this refund, and they don't really go line by line. If you've been paying the AMT tax, it basically means you've been losing those deductions anyway. And AMT exemption increased from fifty four thousand three hundred to seventy thousand for singles, and from eighty four five to one hundred nine thousand four hundred for joint filers. The exemption phases out at five hundred thousand for singles and one million for joint. Now, all of this stuff that I've been talking about, everything expires in twenty twenty six. All of these tax cuts, except for the corporate, expire in twenty twenty six. And here's what happened. So the tw- the 15% bracket became 12%. So if taxable income, you can take 77,400 of taxable income and pay 12% or less. The 25% bracket became the 22% bracket, and that goes all the way up to 165,000 of taxable income. Now, your taxable income is after your either your standard deduction which is 24,000 or your itemized deductions if you're still going to itemize. So, the tax brackets have continued to come down since I've been in this business for 24 years. This is the in the meantime, our national debt has exceeded 20 trillion dollars. Now, if we didn't have the millennials, I'd be really, really scared because of our demographics. 10,000 people turning 65 every day are going to be putting a strain on Medicare, on Social Security. And Medicaid, which is a poverty program which pays for nursing homes if you go broke and you can't pay for it on your own. I believe taxes are going to go up. If you don't think taxes are going to go up, that means you believe that we're going to be growing at 4 to 5% per year economically as a nation for the next decade. And the government will control what they're spending. In other words, they'll freeze costs and let us grow out of this. Now, that would be great if it happens, and it very well could. I mean, this could be this tax cut with global synchronized growth that we're seeing. We could have a beautiful decade. But what if we don't? What if we don't? we got to say, okay, what do we know we're dealing with? What happened with this tax cut is extremely complicated. It's not a simplification package at all. And the reason why I say that is because there's this whole capital gains tax is when you sell real estate or stocks – and there's a gain on it, that what you pay in taxes is determined by the old tax brackets. The brackets at 10, 15, 25, 28, 33, and 39.6%. Dividend taxes for qualified dividends. Remember we had that package, I think it was like 2010, where dividend taxes went down. Now, if you fall in the old 10 or 15% tax brackets, your qualified dividend tax is zero. 
The 15% dividend tax applies if you're in any of the old 25 through 35% tax brackets. So, what does that mean? It means that taxpayers in the 10 and 15% tax brackets pay no tax on long-term gains. Taxpayers in the 25 to 28, 20, 33 to 35% income bracket pay 15% capital gains, and people that were in the old 39.6% bracket is a 20% capital gains bracket. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 